0: Hey, this is the Mark Butler Show, Episode 9. I hope you had a great week. I went on a seven-mile hike in the mountains near my house today. It was fantastic. We don't do it nearly often enough, my wife and I decided as we were hiking. In the middle of the seven-mile hike, there was a high mountain lake at about 9,000 feet of elevation, and it was freezing cold, and my wife dared me to swim in it, so I did, and it was fantastic. I hope you got outside this week. I hope that you're in a, in a working situation, whether you're self-employed or you're or employed. I hope you're in a situation where on a Thursday, if you really want to go for a seven-mile hike, you're able to, because I, I, I think that kind of flexibility is, is maybe the thing I value most in my working life. But anyway, this week I want to talk about Let's Do the Books. It's the program I launched last week. Teaches solopreneurs, coaches, maybe even freelancers, how to manage their cash, how to be their own bookkeeper, and even more importantly, how to become their own CFO so they can use their business financials and their personal financials to make their best possible decisions about what they can do with their cash to grow their income, live the life they want to live. I love launching a program, I made some sales. I love that feeling. I love that feeling of knowing that someone was excited enough about what I was sharing that they would pay for it. I love communicating with those people. I love getting their feedback, telling me how I can improve the program. I, I just love the entire process and I'm 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 just excited to be doing it. And having launched this program again has raised some old questions for me. These are questions that go back ten years, and I still have never come up with Totally satisfying, completely satisfying solutions to these questions that I face that actually all of us who package and sell information face. And here's the question. You remember, if you've listened to the podcast, you might have heard episode five where I talk about the rise and fall of my $50,000 per month membership site. My business partner on that project was named Court. And I remember in 2008, 9, 10, having many lunch conversations with Court about the basic conflict we felt as information marketers and this is it as an information marketer where do I draw the line between what I give away for free and what I and what I require people to pay me for court had done all this work building a blog following and in two thousand seven eight, 8 I mean that was really your best way to grow an audience online and the way court grew that audience is he he tested and he experimented and he came up with really, really solid information about how to market a website, how to set it up and market it in such a way that Google loved it and ranked well and you could get traffic. So the basic struggle was we knew that when Court would produce this amazing content and put it on his blog, people would link to it, people would talk about it, and because it was great and it was free, people would use it. And it became this self-perpetuating thing where the more people that found it, the more people that found it. But then we didn't know what we could sell. We thought, well, if we put all the good stuff on the blog, what are we supposed to sell? What do we hold back? At the time, we really struggled to know, well, how can we make a living if we give everything a value away for free? And if you want me to just kind of cut to the punchline, what Court and I, I think, didn't realize at the time was that when it comes to information, you can give it all away for free and then also sell it. And it's not shady and it's not disingenuous. And it really comes down to this. People will consume free content and they'll love it, but it's the nature of a blog and it's the nature of a newsletter and it's the nature of, of YouTube videos that it's just sort of a, a conveyor belt where stuff's always passing by. And you kind of don't know what to pick up off the conveyor belt. You don't know what to implement. It's not, it's not sequenced well, it's not formatted well necessarily. What Court and I didn't realize was we probably could have just made written a lot of amazing blog posts. But then just taken all those blog posts and put them together and said, been completely transparent and said, hey, here are all these great blog posts but we've reorganized them, reformatted them, edited them to make them current. We've added some videos. So yeah, it's the same basic information, but we've now packaged it up in a way that makes it just so much more useful and easier for you to implement today. So here it all is in a nice packaged format. I know Court in particular, Court was always concerned and I, and I felt like he was right to be concerned that he, he would say, there's so much more that I could share on the blog and that would help us get more people. But then I'm afraid I'll offend the people who are paying us for the information. Well, in hindsight, I think we would have been fine if we would have given away all the goods and then repackaged and reformatted them and sold them. And I consider that completely ethical. I mean, I think that's, you're just serving the customer in the best way possible. And you can even tell them, hey, by the way, if you want all this information for free, you can make your way through our blog. It's all there in one form or another. You just have to sift through it. In fact, speaking of this, there are, these, there are some great programs online. Uh, I see this mostly in kind of the learn-to-program world, people who are teaching people to become software developers, where you will see these course creators say, hey, this is a book. I created this book teaching you how to program in this Ruby on Rails programming language, for example. And you can read the entire book for free online. Here it all is. Or... I've created all these companion videos, these companion resources. I've got a Slack channel or I've got a community forum where you can get help and you can upgrade and pay for that. So it becomes like a freemium model in the software world. Here, here's the free set of features. Here are the paid set of features. The brilliance of this is that, you notice how I just said, oh, there's this Ruby on Rails course, for example. Well, the reason I said that is because I'm going through a Ruby on Rails course. Ruby on Rails is a programming language. I'm going through this course for free And because he gives away the entire course for free, here I am talking about it on my podcast. Other people link to it from their blogs. Other people tweet about it. Other people share it on Facebook. So he gets all this traffic to his course because it is comprehensive, well-organized, and free. Now, I wish that I had the data. I wish that I could be in his business and find out how much money he actually makes. Because I guess it's possible that... In spite of ranking number one in Google for, you know, learn Ruby on Rails, and in spite of having all these people talking about him, maybe not enough people upgrade. I haven't upgraded yet. I haven't bought the extra videos. Oh, that's not true. I did upgrade. See, I forgot. This is me with buying courses. I bought the course, and I forgot that I bought the course, but I did upgrade. But I wish that I could get into his, his business and see his data, see his numbers, so I could really tell you this is this is valid but if you want to learn about freemium models, you know, free features versus paid features, google it. There's lots of blog posts about it. But when you when you're trying to sell information, this is the basic kind of sticking point. What do I give away for free versus what and what do I charge for and how do I go about that? And this is on my mind right now because I just launched Let's Do The Books. And I'm excited about Let's Do The Books. And what I'm what I'm struggling with right now is what is the best way to get Let's Do the Books into as many hands as possible and make the money that I want to make? What I learned from Court and from so many other content marketers is the better the information you can give to people for free, the more likely they are to share it, which brings you more people, which gives you, of course, more prospects and more opportunities to make money. So I'm looking at Let's Do the Books and I'm trying to figure out, well, what, how would I take that principle and apply it to this program? Because Let's Do the Books, is, this is how it's structured. You pay, at the moment, the way it's set up, either $97 and you have 30 days of access just to the videos that I produced, these nice videos that all flow in a nice sequence and help you set up a budget in your business, a budget in your personal life, walks you through it step-by-step. Step. You can just get those videos for $97 if you pay $197, I call it the three-month pass. And the three-month pass gives you three months of access to those videos. It gives you three months of access to two monthly support webinars where I'll, I'll go through your questions live on the webinar. I'll guide you through my budgeting process live, you know, in my actual financials. So you can see me putting into practice what I teach. And that three-month pass also includes 90 days of access to a supplemental piece of software that I built to make my process easier. Now, if you paid uh 397 you get a 12 month pass. So everything that you got in the three month pass, you get it for 12 months. And if you work that on a month-to-month basis, it's it's this massive discount if you upgrade for the year. Well that's all great. I think that's a great feature set. I know that the program is valuable. I I know that it's relative to what it costs, it's it's underpriced because I have a tendency to underprice things. But the next question is how do I sell this thing? How do I get enough people to know about it and then get enough of the people who know about it to actually pay money for it? What gives me the best chance of having a steady stream of people come into my world and buy it? You've heard me talk about before uh, probably, uh, what episode was it? Episode two or three, my $200,000 product plan, and I talked about how my, marketing, my intention for marketing Let's Do the Books is through affiliates and Facebook ads primarily. Now, I haven't started a Facebook ad campaign yet. And I haven't started to recruit affiliates, but I will. But the question still remains, what could I do with this program that would help it sort of take on uh, its own energy when it comes to marketing, where, where the marketing would actually outpace my effort in the marketing? And I'm not saying I want something for nothing, but I, what I am saying is, what could I do so that word of mouth would pick up more quickly. And based on my experience and other people's experience, I know that what I could do is take something of value and make it free. Let me give you two scenarios here. I know that business coaches who deal with kind of new life coaches, new health coaches, all kind of the whole coaching world. And by the way, I've learned that this is the same thing in the freelance world. So freelance designers, freelance developers, they all have sort of their own teachers the way, coaches have teachers. So I know that business coaches and the, and people who teach freelancers, I know that they are asked on a regular basis, what do I do about my bookkeeping? What do I do about my finances? And I know that they want to give recommendations and they do give recommendations either. Oh, here's the software I use, or here's the bookkeeper I use. This is what you're going to want to study. I know that if I reach out to them and say, I've got this great resource for you to share with people who are learning from you I know they will be excited to share it if I tell that person I've got this great program it's 300 bucks for 12 months or it's hundred bucks for some really really good videos they might say oh yeah that's that's great I, mean, I I would definitely love to tell people about that but if I can tell them that some part of that is free if I email a business coach and say I'm mark I've got this program let's do the books I really want to help entry-level life coaches master their business personal finances and their business finances so they avoid unnecessary debt as they grow their business. It's free. I've got these great videos, they all go in sequence, they're helpful, they're under, you know, they're digestible and they're free. The reaction you'd get from somebody is totally different if they're free because then they get to be the hero who recommends a great free resource. All of us love recommending a great free resource. There are exceptions to that rule. There are people out there who love to recommend expensive resources. That's great. It's a different kind of, it's a different class of of referrer, right? For example, in services, people don't want to recommend cheap services. If I'm the cheapest for hire CFO, my clients are are not going to go to their friends and say, oh, you got to work with him because he's so cheap. But when it comes to a piece of content or a piece of software, if people can say it's amazing and it's free, the shareability there, of course, through the roof. So knowing this, I'm debating, well, what do I do? What do I do with that awareness? What do I do with with my knowledge of the fact that everything about my marketing and sales process gets easier if I have a really amazing free piece to my offer? Then I'm back to that for me, age-old question of, well, then what do I give away for free and what do I keep behind a paywall? And do I cheapen the entire program by making some significant part of it free? Well, here's what I've come up with. You'll tell me whether you think I'm crazy. I actually told this to my little brother the other day. I've partnered with him in businesses before. I, 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 I respect his, his opinion. And so I asked him, I said, here's what I want to do. In this course, I've got videos, I've got webinars, and I've got a piece of software. These are sort of the three main components of my offer. The software people don't yet know they should care about because they, the software is only valuable if they buy into my approach. So the software on its own is not a huge draw until they buy into the approach. And then it's like, oh man, I got to have that tool. So making that free would not be super compelling because no one knows that they need it, which leaves the videos and the webinars. I could make one of those elements free. Webinars are inherently more valuable with fewer people participating. on the, uh, Participating, Meaning for the end user, for the participant, if there are few fewer people on the webinar, I'm gonna get more value from the webinar because I'm more likely to get personal attention from the teacher. Now, there is benefit to having more than one person on a webinar because then you can learn from other people there. So it's not that you necessarily want a one-on-one coaching situation, some people do. But if you want to go to a webinar, you want there to be enough people there that other people are asking interesting questions. But that there's a point of diminishing returns with that, I think. Whereas with videos, it doesn't matter how many people are watching that video, it's still equally valuable to me. So if there's one that lends itself more to being free, I think it's the videos that makes them very shareable. They're on demand. So somebody can say, I watched these great videos about how to be my own bookkeeper, about how to master my finances. You should go check them out. If a person wants to go check them out, they can do it right then. They don't have to sign up for a webinar and then wait a week. So there's this high shareability with the videos. So my thought is, this is what I said to my little brother, I'm going to make the videos free People can pay for the webinars, pay for the software, sort of as a package. And the pricing I gave you earlier, 97 197 397 I actually don't think I would even change it. I would just say, videos are free. If you want help implementing the videos, sign up for a 3-month a or a 12-month pass to the webinars. So I guess, I'm sorry, it does change my business model a little bit because the $97 level where there are just videos, that goes away. What you have left is a 3-month pass to the webinars, and three months of access to the software that you now know you need, or you have a 12 month pass where you get the same thing but you get it for 12 months, which is a much better value. The theory here is that a lot more people will know about the whole thing because the videos are free and then enough of them will want and need support and or want and need access to the software that I built so that I still hit my revenue goals in spite of taking the videos out from behind the paywall And making them free. By the way, my little brother said that's a dumb idea. And I think there was some merit to what he said, because what he said is people think of free content as being quick, kind of quick hits, kind of a blog post, a three minute video. People have come to expect free content to be a teaser. And he said he does not believe that people will consume two or three hours of free video lessons, taking them through the entire process of setting up a business budget, setting up a personal budget, and so on. Now, I think he's right. I think he's right in that the vast majority of people will not go through two or three hours of lessons and actually implement them. But I think that has less to do with the money they pay and more to do with the fact that people just don't implement courses. Partly because we're all lazy procrastinators, partly because we just have so many things flying at us at the same time that... just doesn't get done. Now, this is where a lot of people say that they're more likely to do it if it is expensive. And I understand that that can be true. I just know that it's not true for me. I'm not that way. I will pay dozens to hundreds to thousands of dollars for a course and then never look at it again. That doesn't make it right. and That doesn't make me smart, but it is a reality for me. Having paid money for a thing does not give me extra incentive to use it. Because I think to myself, well, who... Who cares? I mean, the money's gone. Now I have to decide whether I want to spend any time on it. And nope, I don't. I mean, (laughs) kind of embarrassed to admit this, but last year I paid $2,000 for a course and barely touched it because I didn't care about the money. I cared about the time, and I didn't want to put in the time. I wanted to spend my time other ways. So I think my brother's right that most people will not implement a two- or three-hour course that's free. But I don't think most people implement a two or three hour course that's paid. And I think the advantage of having that two or three hour course be free, the videos anyway, is that it makes it more noteworthy and shareable. I'm envisioning a scenario where somebody's in a Facebook group or someone's in a mastermind or someone's talking to a friend and somebody says, I got to figure out my bookkeeping. And someone else says, there's this program. It's totally comprehensive and it's free and I can't quite figure out why it's free. I guess it's this guy's like marketing thing that he just wants to give it all away for free. But yeah, I mean, it's really thorough. It's called let's do the books. And then that word of mouth kicks in where people are like, this is really crazy that this is free. I don't know why this guy does this. This is kind of dumb that he makes this all free, but they keep talking about it. And every business coach out there is telling their newbies, oh yeah, well, you're going to need to get your finances organized. That will probably mean hiring a bookkeeper eventually. But in the meantime, you can educate yourself about the whole thing with this thing called Let's Do the Books. And it's free. You could pay him for some webinars or he has the software or something. I don't know about all that. But he has these videos that really cover the whole thing and they're, they're totally free. And he updates them often. He's really active in the community, et cetera, et cetera. The question becomes, am I better off with these videos out in front of the paywall, meaning available for free to anyone, or with the videos behind the paywall? Well, if the videos are behind the paywall, then what's the noteworthy, shareable thing? I don't know. I guess it's just the program in general where people are like, well, there's this program. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's like 200 bucks. Just check it out. That's not terrible because 200 bucks is not a ton of money for a three-month pass. And I believe it would get shared, especially by happy customers. But I think the sharing would accelerate and compound if, those, if some part of that program is free and super useful. I also think that if I take those videos out and I make them free, I think that a person, a certain caliber of business owner, a person who's at a certain place in her business or his business, would land on my website see these comprehensive lessons and say, wow, look at all these lessons, and they're free, which tells me, A, that this guy can afford to make them free, so he's obviously successful, and B, he knows what he's doing. I don't want to deal with any of this. I'm just going to hire him to do it for me. So it becomes lead generation for my services. Now, I have services in mind to kind of piggyback off these free videos. Here are the services. One would be kind of a quick start workshop. Let's say it's, 50 or a hundred bucks where I say to people, there's three hours of videos here. If you don't want to, if you don't want to go through the three hours of videos alone, and if you don't want to force yourself to schedule that in your own calendar, sign up for a $50 workshop and just come sit on a webinar while 10 of us do this at the same time. And then you can just schedule it and get it out of your head. You don't have to go through videos. So just pay to come to the workshop or. That's the DIY version. The, the, the done-for-you version is, see those three hours of videos? I'll do that all for you for, say, 600 bucks, maybe 1000 bucks. I don't know what I would charge exactly. But I know for me to implement in, in a typical business, for me to implement what I teach in those three hours of videos probably takes me two hours. And I know you're not supposed to trade time for money. Well, we'll talk about that another time. But guess what? I kind of like trading time for money in the right circumstances. But let's say that I charge 600 bucks for that. And I know that it takes 2 hours. I have two assistants, both of whom I think would be pretty happy to make 100 bucks an hour. So I could take the $600 onboarding, the $600 done for you service, outsource it to either of my assistants and pay her $200 and have 400 for myself as a commission. She does the work in a couple of hours. That scales. Another tier of services then, of course, will be the person who says, well, yeah, I want you to set it up for me, but then I want you to maintain it for me too. And then I can say, oh, yeah, I am a CFO for hire. So for $600 per month, I'll set it up for you, and then I will maintain it, and I will consult you on it personally. So as I think about this, I think about the shareability of the content, I think about my ability to do outreach, compelling outreach, where I, where I reach out to business coaches and, and life coaches and all the people who operate in my world, and I say, here's this amazing free resource. I just want to let you know about it. When I think about how I can monetize all the people who come into my world through that free resource, through workshops, through services, through consulting, I can't come up with a good reason for the videos not to be free. Now, if you can, send me an email. I think it sets me up to have access to a lot more people so that when the timing is right for, for them, I'm there. I'm constantly sending out new videos. I'm constantly sending out updates to say, hey, I've added three new lessons or I've, I've updated this whole section of the course. Have you started yet? And then maybe they start. Or maybe they just say, you know what? That just seems really valuable, but I don't want to do it. I'll hire him to do it. So I, I only see upside in making the videos free. I didn't even talk about the software. I didn't even talk about the fact that if I can do a great job with these free videos, and if I can get some percentage of the people who see the videos excited about this method that I use to run my business, my personal finances, then they will want to pay me for the software. So I talked about paying me for a workshop, paying me for a a done-for-you setup service, paying me for ongoing consulting and maintenance. Well, there's another offer here that's just, hey, you're excited about this whole thing you're going to want this tool this piece of software that i built it's called big ledger you'll want to use big ledger and pay me 100 bucks a year for that for example i don't know what i would charge for it so unless one of you emails me and says here is the most here's the biggest reason you should not make those videos free i think i'm going to make the videos free do you like how i'm acting like that's such a revelation free content as a way of driving traffic to services and other other products I know it's not that big of a revelation, but when you think about a course and you put so much time into a course and and spend so much time convincing yourself that a specific offer given in a specific way is what will work. And then an idea like this really, I mean, completely changes what you're doing and it can be hard to let go of some of your most basic assumptions. And that has been one of my basic assumptions that the thing that people would really be excited and willing to pay for would be the videos because they're high quality and they're, you know, they're sequenced well and they, they make sense and I'll, I'll update them and I'll add supplemental videos. But I've really had it in my head that the reason people were going to get 200 bucks out of their pocket would be the videos. Now I'm saying, well, if, if the videos are that great, I should make them free so that they really draw a bunch of people to me. And I'll just make money off the support of those videos or the implementation of those videos as a service or with a piece of software that allows people to implement what they see in those videos. So I know it maybe doesn't sound like a big revelation, but I am wondering if there's some part of your business where the same thing applies, where where what you've been charging for or what you've been planning to charge for should actually be free as a way of expanding your reach and making it easier for you to do what's really difficult, which is marketing and sales. So that's this week's window into my brain. Maybe I'm crazy. If you think I'm crazy, send me an email and tell me so. If you're enjoying the podcast, please go onto iTunes and leave me a review. I've got a couple of reviews now. The the show's pretty new, but I've got some reviews coming in and I'm really grateful for those. So if you're getting benefit from the show, please go to iTunes, find the Mark Butler Show, leave me a review